Welcome to the Local Government Bulletin Podcast Series of the Dalla Omar Institute at the University of the Western Cape. Here you can listen to short articles on local government law and policy. We aim to assist practitioners and deepen debates on local governance and service delivery. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Provincial governments are not intervening when they are supposed to. The case study of Infilani Local Municipality by Curtly Stevens. The latest municipal audit results 2017-18, released by the Auditor General A.G. Kimi Makweta, found, among other things, that a third of South Africa's municipalities are not in a financial position to pay their creditors. The financial woes of municipalities weigh heavily on municipal creditors, in particular bulk services suppliers such as ESCOM and Hortobort. As of June 2018, municipalities owed ESCOM 18.26 billion, with arrears amounting to 9.12 billion rand, while debt to waterboards stood at 9.05 billion, with arrears at 5.85 billion rand, respectively. Yet, despite the high level of municipal indebtedness, recent practice has shown that provincial governments are refusing or at times failing to intervene timelessly in municipalities that are in a financial crisis. The Mapumalanga Provincial Executive in 2017, for example, refused to intervene in the Infilani local municipality, despite its constitutional and statutory obligations to intervene. Discretionary and mandatory interventions. The Constitution distinguishes between discretionary and mandatory interventions. As far as a discretionary intervention is concerned, Section 129 sub 1 of the Constitution provides that the Provincial Executive may take any appropriate step if a municipality cannot or does not fulfill an executive obligation in terms of the constitutional legislation. These steps include issuing of directives, b, assumption of the relevant obligation, and c, dissolving the municipal council. Apart from Section 1391 intervention, the constitution provides for two forms of pandatory interventions, namely an intervention where a municipal council fails to approve a municipal budget or revenue-raising measure to give effect to the budget, Section 1394 of the constitution, and b, an intervention where a municipality has a crisis in its financial affairs, Section 1395 of the constitution. Financial Crisis Intervention Requirements If a municipality as a result of a crisis in its financial affairs is in serious or persistent material breach of its obligation to provide basic services or meet its financial commitments, Section 129 sub 5 of the Constitution read with Section 1391 of the Municipal Finance Management Act, MFMA, prescribes that the relevant provincial executive must promptly intervene. The same applies if the municipality admits that it cannot comply with these obligations. Therefore, to intervene in terms of Section 129 sub 5 of the Constitution, the provincial executive must establish the following. First, the municipality must be in serious or persistent material breach of its obligation to provide basic services or meet its financial obligations. Second, there must be a link between the financial crisis and the breaches. 
In this regard, all relevant facts must be considered to establish whether the conditions for mandated intervention have been met, especially those listed in Section 140 of the MFMA. As soon as all the jurisdictional facts have been established, the provincial executive have no option but to promptly intervene in the municipality by imposing a financial recovery plan. This plan, which is binding on the municipality, seeks to secure the municipality's ability to meet its obligations, to provide basic services or meet its financial obligations. The provincial executive has the power to dissolve the municipal council and appoint an administrator if a municipal council fails to adopt a budget or revenue-raising measure to give effect to the recovery plan. If the provincial executive cannot or fails to adequately exercise its intervention powers, the national executive must intervene. Failure to intervene. It is beyond dispute that the Infilani local municipality, as found by the Gauteng High Court in Kutia and others versus the Premier of Mapumalanga and others, has a crisis in its financial affairs. The Auditor-General recently revealed that the Infilani municipality, as from June 2018, owed ESCOM 1.89 billion and accordingly is ranked amongst the top three defaulting municipalities. The bulk electricity supply to the municipality was interrupted by ESCOM due to non-payment. The impact of these interruptions on the well-being of local citizens and municipalities led to service delivery protests. Despite being made aware of the municipality's financial position, the provincial executive denied that there was a crisis and thus refused to intervene. A group from the local community, known as the Safe Infilani Action Group, approached the High Court to compel the Mapumalanga provincial executive to intervene promptly in the municipality. The court, accordingly, granted an order compelling and directing the provincial executive to intervene in the municipality in terms of Section 139 sub 5 of the Constitution. The court further ordered and directed the provincial executive to request the Municipal Financial Recovery Service Unit, a division in National Treasury, to develop a recovery plan. The provincial executive was also instructed to intervene within three days from the, way, from the date on which the court order was granted. It is disheartening to note, however, that while the court order was granted on the 9th of October 2018, the provincial executive failed to intervene promptly within the required three days. Comment. If the latest municipal audit results and assessments are anything to go by, it confirms the already known fact that South Africa's local government sphere is in a crisis. While municipalities themselves are largely responsible for this particular crisis, it would be unfair to portion blame solely on them. This is because the provincial and national executives are also failing to execute and exercise their constitutional powers and duty to intervene in municipalities, especially those in a financial crisis. It would be a, appear that the reluctance to intervene in failing municipalities is mainly influenced by political factors as opposed to legal imperatives. The Infilani case study is a case in point, insofar as the Mapumalanga provincial executive preferred to address the municipality's financial challenges within the structures of the ANC to avoid the reputational damage attached to interventions for politicians and political parties. Whatever the reasons, it is clear that the failure to intervene timelessly within municipalities when there is an obligation or reasonable grounds to do so seriously undercuts the ability of municipalities to recover and to live up to the service delivery mandate. The enforceable nature of mandated interventions means that provincial and national executives can be held accountable if they fail to exercise their mandated intervention powers.
The usage of court orders as a mechanism to enforce mandatory intervention must be welcome. This, however, is not ideal insofar as many local communities do not have the financial resources to approach a court of law to enforce a mandatory intervention. These facts leads one to question the overall effectiveness of mandatory interventions as a restorative instrument envisioned in the Constitution. Thanks for listening. If you found it useful, please share this podcast via your social media. The Local Government Bulletin is supported by the Hansaidel Foundation and the Bavarian State Chancellery. We are proud to contribute to the debate on local governance and service delivery.